What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. John Kelly here with my good friend, Jeremiah Stringer, hanging out in the hotel tonight. Not at home. He is he is getting ready for a family situation going on. We will yeah. not talk about, but it is good that you were able to be on tonight because, man, this show is not the same if you're not on. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yep, I'm doing the best I can here. We're in the hotel, but uh, I'm happy to be here. So I'm excited for a good show. We are back with the live streams. That is right, except for next week because it's it's Valentine's Day and we're both married and we want to stay that way. So uh, there will not be one that. next Monday night. We're, we're, we're being smart about that one. Um, so anyways, tonight's going to be a fun night. We got a really good guest on. And we were just oh, yeah. talking before this whole thing. He kind of had a meteoric rise over the last several months, like just the last few months, really, just since October. It's crazy how fast this channel has grown and uh, maybe some of the most high quality uh, video content I've seen. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what do you think? Uh, I was just watching his trip to the Grand Canyon <clears throat> and I was like, this narration, this footage put together with the music. Awesome, man. That was fantastic. So good. So good. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good show. And here's the thing about him, too. This, we're talking about Stephen Smith, who's coming on in just a few minutes. But the thing about this guy is he's not just an incredible video maker. He's also a blogger. Like He has, he has a website, mylifeoutdoors.com. He, he, he writes about a lot of the stuff that he talks about in his videos. But the most important thing about Stephen, above and beyond everything else, is the man has an epic beard. <laughs> he does. He has, a, he has a really good beard, man. man. It's much longer than mine. The good Lord blessed him in ways he just didn't bless me when it comes to the beard. Like, yeah. I can grow a beard, except, like, right here. You know, it's like this little spot doesn't want to grow a beard. But everything else does. This dude grows a man beard. I grow, like, a well, Joe Dirt beard. Well, we we are just thankful and excited because uh, we are continuing our partnership with Outdoor Beards at OutdoorBeards.com. And they have products for all beard lengths. Uh, right now mine is trimmed short, but I absolutely use their products every single day. Not only their beer bombs and oils, the brush also use their soaps. They have a whole plethora. I mean, let me check right here in my pocket right now. I have, this is part of my EDC. John, I know you're a big fan of EDC. I'm a big Maybe fan of EDC. EDC. That is the Outdoor Beards logo if you're watching right now. If you're listening, I'm holding some lip balm. They have all kinds of things for you to check out on OutdoorBeards.com. Perfect for every beard. And they've got some cool merch coming out. Like uh, Matthew, the guy who owns uh, Outdoor Beards, he sent us he sent us an email just showing us some of their new merch that's coming out. These t-shirts and stuff they got coming out. Pretty sweet yeah. stuff. Pretty sweet stuff. But more than anything, I use the beard balm every single day. I actually, one of my best friends, he came up to me and said, dude, your beard looks good. Which first uh, off, that felt nice. But second yeah. off, he goes, what? He goes, are you using any products? And I was like, dude, outdoor beards. And I told him all about it. He got online about like $100 worth of stuff. It's the go-to place for all your beard products. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible, and we are so thankful that they decided to stick with us. They were our first-ever sponsor, and they are continuing to sponsor this podcast. So big thank you to Outdoor Beards. And without further ado, let's bring on the man of the hour, Mr. Stephen Smith. How are you, man? Doing good. How are you guys? Oh, my gosh, man. So excited hey, that you're on here. So excited yeah. that you're on here. 
So yeah, are you a coffee drinker? Me. You a coffee drinker? I, I actually despise coffee. Oh, don't man. hold it against me. No, no, I don't judge, bro. But like, so right now I'm drinking this coffee and it is, it's not what I would normally drink, right? So like, normally I'm like, I don't do flavored coffee, like, you know, different flavors and stuff. It's not my thing, but this is Cinnabon coffee. Oh, let me tell sweet. you, dude, like this, this is kind of ridiculously good. I'm just going to be honest, it's, it's a flavored coffee and it I love it. Still sounds terrible to me. Mm. <laughs> so what's Listen, your go-to, Steven? Every if cup of coffee I, you don't want to drink, I'll drink for you. So my my beverage of choice is a, a Coke and a glass bottle. I love glass uh, bottle Coke. I actually school. have a hierarchy of Coke and glass bottles up at the top, and then you got fountain soda, and then you got can, and you got plastic bottle all the way at the end. And I I love Coca Cola. Oh, you're getting called out, dude. Steven, <laughs> we're not friends anymore. Coffee hater. <laughs> Where does one get a uh, a glass bottle? Do you get it at the, the grocery store? Yeah, they've got it at the grocery store. They got little eight ounce bottles. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they got it at Walmart. Ah, uh, well, actually, that that may not be true. Sometimes they're hard to find at Walmart. Yeah, so, but you can you can sometimes. So. Yeah, but there's actually have, there's some sort of glass shortage going on in the country right now. Like my wife is a Topo Chico drinker, and like mm-hmm. Topo Chico, which is owned by Coca Cola, um, there's like a shortage of glass, and so because that comes in a glass bottle, like she can't get it right now. Oh man, yeah, there's a lot of shortages, man. I went to Walmart the other day, and uh, I was getting some like Triscuits or something, and I stopped. I had both had both headphones in. And I was like looking around. I was trying to find like the low sodium ones. And there's a guy that just started talking to me. And I took my headphones out and I was like, what? And he's like, man, they're out of crackers. They didn't have any crackers. And I was like, well, they have some rich crackers over there. And he's like, yeah, but I'm needing oyster crackers. They're no good for stew. And I was like, ah, this guy. I got. <laughs> I didn't want to be mean, have both headphones in. I was just trying to get in and get out. He wanted to talk to me and, and let me know they're out of crackers, but it seems like there's a lot of shortages of everything. Yeah, and and Hot Wheels. My son loves Hot Wheels, and we go to the uh, we go to Walmart looking for Hot Wheels and Target, and like the aisles are bare for Hot Wheels. Yeah, it's like I ever am. since Christmas ended, there's no more toys left. Like all yeah. the toys are gone, and that was two months ago. Yeah. So it's crazy. Hey, we're all getting garbage from people right now. I just want you to know that. <laughs> what are they saying? Doc is saying, we're just thankful they decided to stick with you, even though Jeremiah keeps cutting his beard off. Um, <laughs> it goes in cycles, man. It I got, I got, well, then I'm not out of this either. Like then outside comfort zone, great coffee, awful Buckeyes mug. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Hey, Come on now. We can't be like that. We can't be like that. Oh, man. Anyways, so let's, Stephen, I want to show everybody something. Because because here's the thing. I guess it was October. We were talking before about this. In October, you had a video that just blew up. And currently it sits at 451,000 views right now on YouTube. And so I'm going to give everybody just a real quick taste of that video. So check this out. Can you keep a secret? That looks so good. Hey everyone, Stephen here at My Life Outdoors. So, can you keep a secret? Because the biggest secret in the outdoor industry is that rain gear simply can't keep you dry. It doesn't matter if you have a $500 Gore-Tex jacket or $15 frog togs. No matter what kind of rain gear you have, you will eventually experience what is known as wet out. 
I mean, come on, man. That's so good. That's so well, good. And I, I'm actually kind of surprised that that video blew up the way that it did. Like, I thought it was going to do well, but um, and it actually did terrible for, I don't know, several months when after I put it out. And um, but the reason why I thought it wouldn't do well is because it's just talking about treating your your jacket like it's not it's not like anything like super fancy. It's not the lightest tent in the world. It's not like big new gear. It's just like, hey, gear maintenance. And so the fact that it has done as well as it has has been really surprising to me. Oh, it's such a good video. I mean, and here's the thing. People who are on here right now, and if you've never watched any of Steven's videos, he just makes the rest of us look bad. I'm just going to be honest. Like, so well done. I mean, they really are. Um, I think you and I first talked online maybe a year ago. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You were you were kind of saying, I'm just trying to figure out how to get figure out what I'm doing and, and all this. And I remember watching a couple of your videos going, man, if he's trying to figure out what he's doing, I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. Just saying, man. Just saying. Hey, listen, we want everybody to get to know you a little bit better. Like this okay. is this is a big thing. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a, a session we like to call rapid fire. We're just gonna ask you some questions, five real quick questions. And then after we ask you five questions, we just want you to answer them as quickly as you possibly can. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. All right, question number one, Stephen. Question number one. When and where was your first backpacking trip? My first backpacking trip was actually to the Guadalupe Mountains in Texas, which uh, Guadalupe Peak is the highest peak in Texas. And I went with a buddy of mine and I wore uh, ski gear because I'm, I'm a big skier and I hadn't really ever been backpacking. I bought a backpack off the internet just because, um, well, actually, um, I bought it. I bought it from REI because Backpacker Magazine, it was like the Editor's Choice Award for that year. And I had no idea what I was buying. But I was like, hey, Editor's Choice Award, I'll get it. And it was an REI Flash 65. And it's a, it's kind of an ultralight pack. And the Guadalupe Mountains have no water in them at all. And oh, so you got to wow. carry all your water with you. So I had a 60-pound pack about 30 pounds worth of water and i had this ultralight pack that had no padding on the hip belt and it just cut into my hips so bad yeah that, i think it's only i think that's only rated for like 35 40 pounds isn't it that that pack it's not rated have, for like super high i carry. have no idea no yeah it's not it's not intended for that but i didn't know, wow. you know I was just like hey editor's choice award i'll buy that It'd be a great pack and i put 60 pounds in it and climbed the highest mountain in texas so Wow, that's impressive. I'm not gonna lie, that is impressive. Um, okay, so what piece of gear do you wish you had when you first started out backpacking that you always carry now? My chair, for mm. sure, because I did not carry a chair for a very long time. Like I thought, like chairs, chairs are so stupid. Like just sit on the ground or sit on a log or sit on a rock or something like that. And then a buddy of mine uh, brought a chair on a backpacking trip that we went on, and he was sitting on it the whole time, and I was and I was sitting on the ground. And then he got up at one point to go do something. I have no idea what he went to go do. And I sat in it. And that was the best mistake that I've ever made in my life because it was amazing. And ever since I went home that night and I bought a chair and I have never gone on a trip since that I didn't bring a chair. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I remember buying my chair and seeing the price of it and and telling myself, okay, I'm going to buy it and I'm just going to apologize when I get home. <laughs> Cause it was like, it was like $110 or something, right? Like for yeah. the year zero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bought that thing and I literally came home and I had to, I had to apologize. I, I told my wife, I was like, 
this was expensive. Please don't be upset. <laughs> so, oh, hey, and by the way, we, you know we haven't done it. yet. You know we haven't done yet, Jeremiah. What's that? We haven't started the ticker. So let's get the fake oh, news ticker going because that's important fake right news. now. So the fake news is up. Okay, next question. Next question. All right. What is your favorite food on trail? Uh, <laughs> actually, my favorite meal, my go-to meal is um, tuna. Uh, the oh, I'm trying to think. What, what is the, the brand name? Um, but it's uh, the lunch kit, Starkist lunch kit. It comes with uh, like a little packet of tuna, eight crackers, relish, and mayonnaise. And I I look forward to that. So I usually don't eat that until about uh, my third day on a trip for lunch. And every time I'm looking forward to <laughs> to tuna, and which I because like I hate it when I'm at home. Like I have some leftover. Like I don't remember this several years ago, but I had some leftover from a trip. And there was like nothing else to eat in the house. We needed to go to the grocery store. And I found some of that in the pantry. And I was like, oh, hey, like, like I love this stuff when I'm on the trail. And so I cracked open one of those cans of tuna and ate that. And it was absolutely disgusting. Like it was terrible. But on the trail, everything tastes better on the trail. And I loved it. That's awesome. I've, I've never yeah. even had those on trail. Now I'm going to have to go find them because it sounds good to me. Oh, dude, man. They're so good. They're so good. Okay. What is your favorite place to hike? The the place that I have not backpacked there as much as I would like to, but I actually um, several years ago, I won a trip to Glacier National Park. It was an all expense paid guided trip, five day guided trip to Glacier National Park. And that if you've never been there, like it is it is the prettiest place that I have ever been in my life. And and I've been a lot of really pretty places, but it was just spectacular, amazing. And I remember the year that we went there were waterfalls so I mean, it's just beautiful like glacier cut mountains and everywhere that we went there was a like two to three thousand foot waterfall just pouring into the valley that we were hiking through and so like you look over there and there's a waterfall and you look over there and there's a waterfall and you look over there and there's a waterfall and it was just absolutely amazing luscious country nice nice okay yeah. so what is it about backpacking that keeps you coming back uh, you know like I, I hike to be out in the wilderness longer. And so like, I know that there's a lot of people that like big miles and big days and they like to get as far as they can. And I always want to see like what's around the next bend or what's over the next mountain. But I, that's not the reason why I go. I go because I want to be out there in the wilderness and I want to stay as long as I possibly can. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Jeremiah yeah. goes out until for I start thinking about hamburgers. Yeah. Jeremiah goes out <laughs> for the food. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah my, my favorite food on trail that's chocolate man that's a guilty pleasure there bourbon balls oh the bourbon balls it's bourbon yeah, balls the, the tuna man uh, whenever i was cutting weight I, I was trying to drop a bunch of weight and i ate so much tuna and mustard and pickles that it'll be too soon the next time i take a bite of tuna i hope you don't get burned out Cause it is, it's very lean, you know, Yeah, a lot of good protein, but I'm done with it. For well, the rest and of it's, it's kind of my go-to, like anytime that I'm on a trip that's going longer than, than the typical duration that I go on, like I'll just start throwing uh, in extra tunas and I don't know. And like, I don't know, like I'll eat one or two, but then after that, I start to get, I start to get tired of them pretty quick. So I don't think there's anything you can't get tired of on trail. Like that's probably I, true. I, I think, I mean, uh, when I did Kilimanjaro, we had um, oh, what were they? The Cliff Bars, 
We had so many cliff bars that week. I haven't had a cliff bar since then. And that was 2016. <laughs> that was six years ago. I have oh not gosh. had a cliff bar in six years because I got so tired of cliff bars. And it, it's a fun, it's a joke now with that whole crew that went. We all like cliff bars. We hate them. Like, no, none of us will touch cliff <laughs> bars anymore because we had so many on that trip. Um, so, Steven, you know, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, cliff bars, you should really revisit them because they have, when, when did you say 2016? 2016, yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many different combinations and flavors they have? I mean, they are like, they have filling inside. Bro, they've had they had all that stuff back then, and they were just oh, it's the same. It's the same. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the idea of eating a Cliff Bar now is just like scarred me. I don't know. But there's, I'm not the only person because we were talking about this. Somebody put Cliff Bars dot 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 dot, and I have a whole box of expired Cliff Bars just <laughs> hanging out. If I ever have another Cliff Bar in my life, it might ruin me for good. I am not the only person that feels this way about Cliff Bars. I think it's one of those things you start having, you're like, oh, this is really good. And then you start eating more and you do so many, you're just like, I'm done. I can't, I can't do it. It's like if you work at a restaurant, a lot of times you don't want to eat that food ever again because you no, worked there and you sure. ate it so much. So, so I'll so, tell you something. Oh, go ahead. Steve. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I'm like that with peanut butter. So you talked about coffee earlier. So the two things that, that I don't like that most people always kind of scoff at is coffee and peanut butter. And I hate, I hate peanut butter because I ate it every day of my life growing up as a kid. Like my mom would ask like, what do you want for lunch? I'd be like, peanut butter and jelly. What do you want for dinner? Peanut butter and jelly. What do you want for breakfast? Peanut butter and jelly. And so I ate so much peanut butter and jelly that now I can't stand it. But I tell people that and they give me such weird looks that I'd almost, I almost lie and tell them that I'm just allergic to peanuts because then they won't, they won't judge me for not like a peanut butter. <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> that's, that's really smart. Do you, do you eat really stuff smart. with peanut butter in it? <laughs> they're giving no. you a hard time steven they're giving you a hard time no. all right here it is right here it says, no peanut butter or coffee who hurt you <laughs> <laughs> what about like um my wife and i cooked pad thai last night and one of the ingredients in the sauce is peanut butter creamy peanut no. butter you no, wouldn't eat something like that it. no oh, it's i would heavily, not like but it's it, it's heavily disguised in there I know, I know it's heavily disguised, but I can like I can pick it out, like I can taste it, and I just man, I, uh, I cannot stand it. So if somebody made you a like a chocolate peanut butter latte, that would be the absolute worst possible thing somebody could offer you. <laughs> that would, that would. Which another? So like I like chocolate, like I'm not anti-chocolate, but chocolate is not my favorite dessert, and so like that would be that would be a really bad <laughs> go copy for me. Ben McMillan just chimed in, you know, from uh, Hilltop Packs Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. he did comment about the cliff bars too up here he said it's like eating a two by four so especially if they're cold hey i just want to point something out to you jeremiah this has nothing to do with steven we'll get back to steven in just like a, a split second i don't know if you've been reading the the news scrolling along the bottom no what you, what you got well that's somebody in this podcast that's... somebody in this podcast now has merch and his name is not uh, Jeremiah Stringer. It's Steven. Some, somebody kept their word and, and said when we'd start back up in February, they would have merch. And, and the other one did not. So I'm, I'm on a trial right now. I'm on a trial. I'm waiting to see how it goes with uh, Mr. John Kelly. And then if his merch turns out, no, no 
bad production, everything's delivered on time, quality work. I'll fire her right up. I will tell you, man, these shirts that I got, like they they're pretty good, man. I like them. I actually got a one of the uh hiking shirts, like the sweat wicking hiking shirts. Pretty nice, man. I'm just saying. And uh, according to Ben McMillan, I'm selling man purses. So let's just throw that out there. <laughs> That's good, too. I, I don't know that of, I'm doing that, but there it is. Speaking of merch and all that kind of stuff, I want to talk to Steven about YouTube. And uh, like your channel, John was saying earlier, you, you had specifically one bit one video that, that really took off. And I was curious if if you have been able to crack the quote unquote algorithm so you can figure out how to replicate that success. Uh, I, I have not figured that out. So I had a video that I put out, I think it was the first video I put out this year. That was my, my wet down video. I don't know if you saw that or if anyone else yeah, has seen that. It was a really good but, video. Yeah. Like I, like I, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be a great video. And like, I put a lot of effort into it and I was thinking about it and I thought of, and I planned it for a very long time. And I filmed it and put it together and I was like, okay, like it's good. It's going to be my, my next best video and it's going to blow up. And for like the first, I don't know, like two or three days, it just, it was just tanking. It was doing it so bad. And I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. And, and I, I'm like, I don't know, people that are on YouTube, like you will go in and you'll change thumbnails and you'll change titles and you'll change this stuff. And I was trying like all kinds of stuff. And I probably changed five different thumbnails and titles within the first two days on that thing. And then finally, actually, uh, Dan Becker texted me and was like, Hey man, like, have you tried anything else on this? And I was like, no. And he was like, what if you, what if you did this? And, and he just helped me out so much. And so I finally got a, a good thumbnail and a good title on there. And now it is my, my second best, my second most high, highly watched, my second most viewed, my second highest viewed, if I can learn how to talk, my second highest viewed video, but it's nowhere near the first one. I think it's at like 75, 75,000, something like that. So I think that's so, my highest viewed video. So I think, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean that for me, that's like world beating. So I think that's pretty good, man. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, so good too. Dan helped me with a thumbnail. And so after that, it started doing well. So maybe I haven't cracked it, but Dan seems to have. Yeah. He so, may, have, he might have figured it out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he knows a thing or two. He's, yeah. Dan, he's a, he, he's a really good guy, man. He's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to that kind of stuff, too, as well as so, backpacking. Now, yeah. in my defense, I made the thumbnail, and I had already made it, but I didn't think it was going to do well. And so he asked me, like, have you tried anything else? And I'm like, well, I've tried all these, and I made this, but I haven't tried it. And he was like, try that one. And so I did. So I actually, I created it. I just didn't have the brains to use it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so whenever you uh, head out on a backpacking trip, so, for yeah. example, uh, I mentioned your Grand Canyon video, which I, I thought was awesome. And I Thank actually you. want to talk to you about that. You're welcome. I want to talk to you about the uh, what you alluded to is kind of like different seasons and the different locations. But before we do, um, you take a camera out there with you, I assume, or you use your cell phone, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's your shooter out there? Okay. So, on that video, actually, so I so I started my channel in 2019. And I put out maybe five videos in 2019 and then work got stressful and all that kind of stuff and the pandemic. And so I didn't do anything through 2020. And so that Grand mm -hmm. Canyon video was my first video back in March of 2021 after only five videos or however many I've got on the channel before that. 
And so I just took my cell phone to the Grand Canyon. And I filmed it all on my cell phone. And, um, and so since then, like I, I barely ever shoot cell phone video because every time I use it compared to my Canon 90D, which is what I, uh, that's what I take now. Anytime I see the, the footage from the Canon and I see the footage from my cell phone, the cell phone just looks so terrible. And so I don't yeah. use it anymore. Well, and the 90D is, is 4k, right? Is it, it is. 4K it's 4k. Camera? Yeah. I, yeah. So I do shoot in 4k. And for the longest time, actually, uh, John, you helped me with something um, because for a long time I was shooting in 4K, but then I was only putting out in high definition because I would zoom in on shots and stuff like that. And so I wanted the extra resolution. Um, but then you talked about upscaling, I think, in uh, a Facebook form that we're in yeah, um, to get a better codec on Facebook or not on Facebook, on uh, YouTube. What 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 format? What uh, <laughs> what social media platform do we use? YouTube. Uh, yeah, I think it was I think it was Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Facebook. <laughs> And so I put it out on YouTube to get that better codec, but, um, but I'm still, so I'm still exporting in high definition, but then I upscale it to 4k. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, cause, um, I, I have a Canon 80D that I used to use. Yeah. Um, but it was only 1080 and, and the 1080 on that, I know this is camera geek stuff for like, there's some people watching right now and they're like starting to fall asleep probably. But, uh, with the, when you have a, a 4k video, the 1080 is better. If, if that makes sense, a 4K camera yeah. is going to have better 1080 than a 1080 camera is going to have because it's downscaling. So it's actually a better image. And so I ended up moving to a Sony a7C this year, which was like exciting for me because it was my first big boy camera. And man, it just looks so good. It's amazing. Actually, I'm using it right now, which is kind of cool. So now the, let me go ahead, Jeremiah. Uh, I, I still wanted to talk a little bit about the trips. Uh, I went to Chipotle today, okay, and there was. A Is that whole the trip we're going to talk about? <laughs> no. Were you making a trip to the bathroom, or? <laughs> no, not yet. But I was in line at Chipotle inside, right? And there's a whole line of people. We're all waiting, and there's only two people not on their cell phones, and it's. I mean, it was crazy, man. It was like being in a room full of robots there's employees and then everybody else was on their phone right and we're all standing there waiting the only two people that weren't were me and this lady next to me and her and i just talked while we were standing in line and i was like man these people are they're all on their phone and they're not in the moment so i was curious like does it ever get in your way whenever you're out on trips and you're like i think i want to get this shot uh but instead sometimes you're like you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this. Does the filming ever get in the way for you while you're out actually on trail? Well, I think it's I think it's kind of a double-edged sword actually because it it helps me pay attention at some points because I'm looking at stuff to film and I'm looking at things differently and I'm looking at things you know, like what will look best and you know and so sometimes I'm I'm thinking outside of the box and seeing things that I wouldn't see otherwise. But then other times I'm I'm thinking more about the shots than I am just about enjoying nature and so um, yeah, it does. It gets in the way sometimes, but then other times it, it helps me be more present. Yeah, I'm selfish. I've talked about this all the time, like with backpacking trips. I I'm, I use it more. I'll do B-roll and maybe do a, like a video within it. But I, I don't want to do the walking by shots and I don't want to do all that stuff because I'm selfish. And I'd yeah. rather just hike and look at stuff and be in awe of where I am and – and I know that frustrates people because they're like, why don't you make trip videos? It's like, because I'm a selfish jerk and I want to like enjoy my trip and not, I don't want to film all that stuff. And so like, 
for me, that's a constant struggle is do I, do I just give up and go ahead and do the video and do the walk by shots and all that stuff? Or, you know, has that ever been a struggle for you? Just that, well, that mindset? They're, they're a lot of effort and they don't pay off very well. Like my trip videos are my lowest viewed videos, but they're, but they're my favorite videos to edit and then publish. They're not necessarily my favorite videos to film um, just because of the, yeah, the setup, the camera, and then you, you hike off however far, and then you always feel like you need to hike further than you probably actually do so that you can have that footage. And then you got to hike back. And so like you're, you hike the, the trail multiple times because you're hiking back and forth and back and forth and stuff like that. And then, so like, um, and actually this video did not do well at all, but my wife and I back in October, we hiked, um, on the Olympic coast on the Olympic, yeah, not the Olympic coast trail, but the Olympic coast. And it was, it was a, a difficult trail. There was a lot of like climbing steep grades, steep, muddy embankments and, you had to use uh, ropes that like you, you didn't take ropes or anything like that, but there were ropes that had actually just washed up on the beach and people had tied up the trees and stuff like that just to help you get up the muddy embankments. And so I started off like real strong, like, all right, I'm going to set up the camera and I'm going to climb the ropes in the mud and I'm going to go back down. And I'm going to get the camera. And I did that about, I don't know, maybe twice. And I was like, I mean, my wife's climbing the ropes. Like I'll just film her climbing the ropes. <laughs> and I won't, I won't shoot myself climbing the ropes. And so like, so I, I hate, doing that but i know whenever i get home and i start editing it i know i'm gonna want shots like that and like i said they're my favorite videos to edit and then publish and then even watch like go back and watch um but no one else seems to like them because they get they get terrible views well here's this i loved that well, epic hey. video and uh i thought that was a great video well thank you thank you so yeah it was a good this- trip Here's another one that says uh, most uh, same uh, most of the channels I sub for are for the trip videos. Yeah. So some people really yeah. like them; they really do. And then some people think that I look like Batman, and Jeremiah looks like he's in a hostage video. So, <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> that came up. I was like, man, I gotta find a good That's spot funny. to slip that in there. So <laughs> well, really I do funny. need to tell you. When uh, whenever I popped on earlier, just to make sure that I knew how everything worked, you were on here and your video popped up, and my son was uh, looking over my shoulder, and and he was so good, like he was like, I waited to say anything, Dad, because I didn't want to interrupt you, and I was like, Well, thanks, buddy. Aww. He goes, Why does he have so much red gear? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Now that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Oh man, if he's watching, I'm gonna do something for him right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my gear color for him. So that he can he can see different color gear. What's John. his name? His name his name is Canyon. Canyon. That's a cool name. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. John so. has a, a backlight behind him for his studio. Look at that. There we like go. That. We're gonna what go blue. Go? We now have blue gear. Blue. So when he gets on, he'll be like, Dad, what happened to his gear? He bought all blue gear. So <laughs> so now you talk yeah. about blue gear. I actually I actually do tend to buy all blue gear. Like I, I discovered this one time when I was I can't remember what I was doing, but I was setting out gear for something like maybe a loadout video or who knows what I was doing it for. And I just happened to notice that like everything that I had was blue. Like I had a blue shirt and I had a blue backpack. I even had blue underwear. And I was like, what is my deal with blue? Yeah, apparently your son is mildly impressed. <laughs> <laughs> there's my, there's my, my, is there a color line. he would prefer? I mean, if he lets me know what color he wants it to be, I'll make it whatever color he wants. So if you can leave a comment, I will make it whatever color he wants it to be. So, but that's hilarious. He's mildly impressed. <laughs> I'm with you, man. 
on that blue gear. So the reason why I'm, mine is blue is because blue is my favorite color, but also because University of Kentucky, uh, I'm die hard, true blue, go cats. And so I just love that royal blue color. I think it's the most pretty, but then whenever I look at my gear, I'm like, man, everything is like blue, white, and black. Like Miyagi, he, he made me a hammock <laughs> called the Pride of Kentucky. And it has like trim of UK like logos and ribbon around the zipper. Everything's blue. My chicken tramper, we were to these backpacks from chicken tramper and you can like pick the, like the base color and all the accessory colors and all that. University of Kentucky colors, blue, black, and white. Every single time. That's okay. Cause I do buy a lot of red gear. So like, if you really look at my gear, all my backpacks have red in them. Every single one of them. So that's just funny though, that he noticed that. Um, and Ben McMillan is, is getting on you about this peanut butter thing. He's like, make it the color of peanut butter. <laughs> Which peanut butter, peanut butter is the color of poop in my mind. So, Oh, there it was. 35 minutes. Exactly. 35 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> into the podcast. The word poop was used. So there it was. There you go. So Pizza Ninja, you're, I know you're on here somewhere. You've got to be a happy camper. That's all I got to say. Oh, um, that's, <laughs> that's so awesome. I, Steven, I mentioned earlier, uh, what was the deal with the weather? Like your video starting out and it's all snowy. Then I see you all look like you're going for a swim. And then you're, you know, you got crampons on and then there's people kayaking. What? Yes. Why, why are there four seasons? Well, because, okay, so that was the Grand Canyon, and it was it was in March, uh, early March is when we went. And I'm actually headed back to the Grand Canyon um, early March this year, and so I don't know if it's going to do the same. But so this this last year, 2020, 2021, whatever year that was, um, it dumped like just a ton of snow up on the rim. Um, and so the rim of the Grand Canyon, for those that don't know, is at like uh, somewhere around like 8,000 feet or something like that. But then it descends like six or seven thousand feet down into the canyon, and so as you go down, like the the temperature just keeps getting warmer and warmer and warmer. I think it's like like ten degrees every. I don't know. Like I, I should know this, but I would look it up if I was making a video. I'd look it up before I said it. But um, it's like ten degrees every one to two thousand feet, something like that. It gets warmer as you descend, and so there's just tons of snow up on the rim. And so you start off and you're hiking in the snow and then pretty soon it starts getting a little warmer. And then by the time you get down to the bottom, it feels like summertime down there. And that's, that's just the Grand Canyon for you, except for oh, in the summertime, awesome. then it's just hot everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I can believe that. Hey, we got to give a big thank you to big iron backpacking. Uh, John, thank you so much. It's a $5 super sticker, man. Appreciate that. Helping the channel out there a little bit. Now, big iron John is from uh, New York. And I got to backpack with him in Pennsylvania back in November. And uh, dude has his own channel right now. And he does some really cool cooking stuff. So I'm going to give him a plug real quick, especially for giving us a $5 super sticker. That's pretty awesome, man. Thank you. Uh, Love to Wander has a question for you, Steve. Uh, Steven, uh, do you poop in the woods? I, just about every time I go out, I poop in the woods. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Are you down with the wag bag? You know, so I, I actually have a set of wag bags sitting in my gear closet that have never been used. I bought them for, oh goodness, I don't even know what trip. It might've been the Grand Canyon um, that I bought them for. I can't remember what trip I bought them for, but ended up not needing them because we stayed in the corridor 
and um, there's there's pit toilets just about everywhere when you're in the corridor. It almost feels like front country camping, but it's not. And so I've actually never used a wag bag ever. And you're from Texas, right? I am. Yeah. So let me ask you what Texas backpacking is like, because when I think of Texas, the last thing I'm thinking of is backpacking. Yeah, well, and that's because Texas, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed of Texas because it is not a very outdoor friendly state. If if you are a hunter, then it's considered an outdoor friendly state, but then it's pay to play because all almost all the land in Texas is privately owned. And so you got to pay big money to go to like a deer lease or something like that, which I'm not I'm not a hunter. Um, and so that's what most of the people in Texas, they're they're that type of outdoorsmen. But if you actually want to like get some miles under your feet, you got to go to way far out West Texas. So you got Big Bend, you got the Guadalupe Mountains I talked about earlier. Um, and that's really pretty much the only, if you want to hike more than about three miles, that's pretty much the only place in Texas you can do it is those two places. There are some national forests down near Houston, but it's all just just thick pine flat. There's no topography at all. And so that's all the backpacking you got. So I got to go far, which is why I go to places like Colorado and I go to places like New Mexico and Washington and Montana and stuff like that, because there's just nothing good in Texas. We need you to come up and check out the Red River Gorge with us sometime, man. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I would love come it. Check it out. You would you would, would really it. enjoy it. You would really enjoy yeah. it. And you're from Texas, so you have no problem dealing with heat. So, <laughs> well, no actually, I hate I hate being hot. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and so with my wife and I've been, do what? Oh, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Oh, I was Go just going to say, my wife and I have been trying to move to Colorado for years and years and years, and we just can't make it happen. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful state, man. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Whenever you're traveling to do your backpacking, do you mostly drive to the location? Uh, it depends. Um, and so if, I mean, with it, if it's within a reasonable driving distance. So for me, reasonable driving distance is, I don't know, 15 hours or less. Wow. And so if that's it's 15 reasonable. hours or less, that's re- that's a reasonable driving distance for me. I will drive. Wow. I will drive 15 hours to get to a destination. But if it's anything more than 15 hours, I will probably fly. And I prefer to fly. Um, but I've got a big family, and so like I've got I've got four kids. And so trying to buy airfare for my wife and four kids is, it's just, it's not going to happen. So that's why, that's why 15 hours is is a reasonable distance for me. How do you do the driving? You all have like an outfitted rig that, you know, some some kind of camper van or anything like that? Or is it just like a normal vehicle? It's, it's, it's remote controlled. And so I sit in the very back and I've got a little, (laughs) a little controller and I just kick up with a little glass bottle Coke and no. But no, we just got we've got a uh, a Honda minivan that um, that we drive uh, just about everywhere we go because we've got such a big family. We needed a big car, so very cool. I've got some comments for you from people on here. Um, one of them is uh, Texas has lots of backpacking, and Jeff Peters said the Lone Star Hiking Trail near Houston is over a hundred miles. It is. It's the only long distance hiking trail in Texas. Um, but that's the one I was talking about in the National Forest by Houston. It's just it's just flat and forest is all it is. And so if you yeah. like flat forest, then you'll love it. But I like mountains. And so. Well, somebody else has a question for you. Would you ever okay. use a poop hammock? 
You know, so I actually got a comment on one of my videos today that was talking about <laughs> they have a, a chair that they cut a hole in the bottom of it and they call it their, what did they say that they call it? But something about their, their happy crapper or something like that. And, and so they use, they use this chair to poop in. And I was, and I was just thinking like, I don't, I don't, who knows, they could be watching. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but I was just thinking, I don't, I don't know if I could ever do that. And so I, I don't even know, I don't even know if I know what a poop hammock is. And so I'm just like assuming. Well, let's but, educate you on that real quick, because we do. actually both own one myself and <sighs> Jeremiah, and we have both used one myself and Jeremiah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it literally is a hammock with a hole in it and you just string it up between a couple trees. You can sit there, enjoy the view and you don't have to find a tree to hang on to or anything. And you'd be so, shocked at how well it works. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how in depth you want to get about pooping, but, but I am, I'm a firm believer that you poop better when you're in a squatting position that it. It elongates your bowels or something. I don't even know. So this is this is probably the stuff you don't want to be talking about. Oh no! But, this, oh, this on this exactly. on this live, live stream, they're begging for it. Let me tell you, like, <laughs> one guy. The moment the word poop came up, the first thing was poop, poop, poop. He put that on there. So you could talk about whatever you want when it comes to this stuff. So I actually think that the, the squatting to poop in the woods. I poop the fastest when I'm in the woods that I, that I ever poop when I'm sitting on the toilet at home. Like my wife, my wife accuses me of just going in there to get out of like cleaning the house or something like that. But, but it takes me longer to poop at home than it does in the woods. So when I'm squatting in the woods, like I'm like, I'm less than a minute and I'm done. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, so I think the poop hammock, like you don't have to be pretty comfortable because you need like bring a book or something so that you can, sit out there for a long time because i think it'd take you longer it sets up quick i will tell you that it sets up quick and you can set it as low as you want so if you're like really wanting to you know touch the ground you can do that so (laughs) that's what i was gonna say it's it's customizable it's whatever height you want and by the way it appears that we have a a bidding war yes we do on in the super chat ben mcmillan I really appreciate six dollar donation and super chat says yep. I sent more than Big Iron. Just well, then saying. Big Iron turns around and does ten dollars more, and Ben takes it even further and goes ten dollars and a penny and says, "Boom!" <laughs> you guys can keep doing this all night. By the way, we would have no problem with that. Just keep on, you know, just keep going. It's all good. So I, I had no idea about this. Like I, I feel like we probably should have negotiated something beforehand so that I get <laughs> I get a cut of this. <laughs> well, I mean, well, uh, that, we gave you all the green M&Ms you wanted in the uh, in the green room <laughs> earlier. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Say, Big Iron's on here. Look at this. Using my Ben McMillan marketing tactics. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one more comment here. Here's a question for you from uh, from Doc Watson, one of the longtime viewers and listeners of our of our channel. Uh, what's Steven's thoughts on Mexican Coke? Better than American Coke? So I I love a good mexican coke but i don't know that i like it better than so i I don't like messing with the original recipe which actually mexican coke may be maybe more of the original recipe but the the recipe that i grew up on which was um pure not pure cane what is it what what is the we drink uh corn syrup coke and so that's that's sugar cane but i don't like people that are from texas would know about dublin dr pepper which so i don't know that it was the first it, it wasn't the first Dr. Pepper bottling 
plant, but it was like one of the very early Dr. Pepper bottling plants. And they used pure sugar cane sugar in their Dr. Peppers and somehow negotiated with Dr. Pepper that whenever they started using um, corn syrup, that they could keep using their, their own recipe for Dr. Pepper. And those things were so good. And you could only get them within a like 200 mile radius of Dublin, Texas. And wow. eventually, eventually Dr. Pepper shut them down because they came out with their, with their retro um, Dr. Pepper or whatever retro recipe, which had pure sugar cane in it. And they didn't want Dublin Dr. Pepper competing against it. And so they shut them down. And, um, but all that to say that, that the, the Mexican Cokes, I like, I will drink one and I will enjoy it. But it, to me, it, it kind of messes with like my standard drink, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. Totally makes yeah. sense. Well, the the battle is still going on. Uh, Big Iron is saying it's sticker or it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> ben is saying go make your own rules. And then ben, ben, Leonidas says Ben would have sent you some coffee, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not stopping. They're still battling it out. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, original Coke had cocaine in it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's not the recipe I'm talking about. It's not? No, no. I, I never got that recipe, or at least if I did, I was unaware. Yeah, I, d- I don't think I've ever had that one myself. I can't imagine no, I'm, that. I'm pretty sure that uh, that same plan is still used in Coca-Cola today. Like, Coca-Cola is such a powerful company. Like you said, they'll shut other companies down that are trying to compete with them. Just cause, I mean, they're I'm, I'm sure they're worth billions, if not trillions of dollars. Okay, and, so this... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I was just going to say, this I, This reminds me of a comment I got into not too long ago, because lots of backpackers use smart water bottles, right? Yeah. And so, so I don't know, you guys probably talk about them on your channel. And so I'm ta- constantly talking about, you know, like, well, you know, I'll work with a smart water bottle or smart water bottle, fitness pack, stuff like that. And I had a comment not that long ago where someone was like, dude, smart water bottle, it is a, it is a disgusting company. It's owned by Coca-Cola. And I was like, well, then you don't want to know what I drink <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> well, I think aren't all those big companies pretty disgusting? So it's not really going to matter. Like I have a Dasani, and this is bottled by Coca Cola as well. Yeah. Like Coca Cola, they own so much. Kellogg's, uh, they own a ton of ton of stuff. Johnson Johnson, all those big companies just own all kinds of businesses that you would never even know that they own. Michael yeah, Buble, this stuff is owned by Pepsi, actually. So, oh, really? Just another yeah. another giant corporate, you know, uh, company. It doesn't really matter what you buy. I like the Life Waters too, uh, and that bottle. It doesn't really matter to me as long as it has the same thread size, what, yeah. whatever millimeter that is, that fits those um, those different filters. Any of those bottles will work. But I will tell you, I used one of these with a the pocket bidet earlier. And the uh, smart water bottles, where they are a little bit more rigid, are definitely better than the uh, easily squeezable bottles, if you will. That's a little too much pressure with the squeezable ones. Too much. Well, I don't know. I'm. I'm. Here's my number one fear when using the pocket bidet. It has never happened before in my entire life. And for those that don't know what a pocket bidet is, uh, it basically just sticks in the top of a bottle and you squeeze it and it squirts water out. So my number one fear is I'm gonna squeeze too hard and it's gonna pop out and either go in the toilet if I'm using it at home 
or just laying in a big pile of feces on the trail. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. You know, this is the worst case scenario. <laughs> you know what oh. I mean? And Stephen was worried about his comment. <laughs> okay, so so we got to put this out here. Uh, they're starting to talk about other drinks. So uh, bring back Surge. 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 How about Surge. bring back Jolt? You remember Jolt, Jolt. Cola? And uh, else? Kick. Jolt Cola, baby. What's that? Kick. Do you remember Kick Cola? No, I don't know Kick. So Kick, Kick was basically Surge. In fact, I think Surge came out to compete with Kick. But I remember there was a commercial from when I was a kid. When uh, and I think it was, I think it actually was a, a surge or something that like there's a so the like the commercial opens up and then it's a refrigerator and there's nothing in the refrigerator except for a can of surge or no, that's a six pack. It's a six pack of surge. And then they put one can of kick in there and they close the door and then the like refrigerator like shakes and all that kind of stuff. And you open it up and all the surge cans are open and like crushed and they're like hanging from their little six pack holder and all that kind of stuff. That's and the kick great. can is just sitting right exactly where it was before. That is great. I have never heard of that. That's awesome. Dude, here's man. another one. Here's here's another one. I'd trade my car for a bottle of Dragon Fruit Sobe. Interesting. Dragon Fruit Sobe. Monster White Can. Then somebody here's <laughs> Tab. <laughs> uh, what else we got? We got Liquid Death. RC Cola. How about that one? Hey, I like RC Cola too. Oh, look at this. Doc Watson says he thinks he still sees kick energy drinks in Walmart. What? Oh, man. Like, I, like I've like i even thought about going on the internet to see if I can find something <laughs> somewhere. Because I thought they were long gone. Amazon, man. If it exists, it's an Amazon. You know that. That, that is true. You know that. I'll give you an, I'll give you a, an affiliates link to use to buy that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look at John. Look that. at John making money. <laughs> so let's let's uh we're getting close to to time to shut down here in a few minutes so just a couple more things i want to ask you um yeah what are some big trips you got coming up in the next year where are some places you're wanting to go visit okay so um the biggest trip that i've got currently planned out is a trip to the grand canyon so i'm going to the grand canyon and i'm also doing uh buckskin gulch and so um, and i'm actually doing that with uh with one of my friends i saw in the comments earlier and so clint who is with Not Lost Nomad. He's got a channel, Not Lost Nomad. So we're going out there with Jerry Arizona, who's got another channel. And we're going to do Grand Canyon, the Tonto Trail, and Buckskin Gulch. And so I'm real excited about those two trips. We're doing those back-to-back. And then I, I'll probably be in Colorado some this summer. And beyond that, like I don't have anything planned, but I know that I will have plans, if that makes so sense. So probably the Red River Gorge in like – October, November, <laughs> probably a good trip for you to do. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Jeremiah? That'd be a good trip, wouldn't it? That sounds like a fun trip to me. We know our way around that place a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And we we got might, the... might have been there a couple. I might be going there Wednesday. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, yeah. there you go. Well, I've had a yeah. sinus infection for the past weekend, so I feel like I have a basketball or a bowling ball in my face right now. So, um, oh, wow. If it still feels like that on Wednesday, I'm definitely not going. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, dude, I'll tell you, we would love to have you come up sometime. It'd be fun to hike yeah. with you. Yeah, It'd be fun to hike trips, with you. A lot of your trips, do you mostly go with Not Lost Nomad? No, so actually, uh, he and I did our first trip together um, back a couple of weeks ago. We actually went to Louisiana because it wasn't far from where we're at. And I'd never done any backpacking in Louisiana. And it was actually, it was actually kind of pretty. And I was surprised at how pretty it was. And someone actually commented because I had some shots from it in one of my videos. 
and someone commented and said, is that the Red River Gorge? And I was like, no, actually, yeah. it's Louisiana. And so it uh, it was a good trip, and I enjoyed it. Did you did you see any swampy areas? Because I've been to Louisiana, and there's a lot of swamp areas down there. I don't know. Did there, you hike through any of those? Did not hike through any swampy areas, but did see one as we were as we were driving out. And so, but no, it was it was beautiful, beautiful terrain, um, pine forest, big long leaf pine pine that's got pine needles that are like I don't know, they're like two feet long or something like that. They're just crazy long pine needles, and it was it was pretty. Well, that's awesome. Hey, we're getting yeah. more sodas on here. Look at this big red. I just had big, big red not too long ago, man. That's yeah, my good. dad likes those. Let's see, mellow yellow. Remember mellow yellow? Mellow yellow. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Steak Mountain Dew. Here's the kicker: it's Cracker Barrel. You want to see every soda that used to exist that you don't know about anymore? You can probably get it at Cracker Barrel. Isn't I mean, is it Cracker Barrel? Isn't that so weird that they have like basically this little retro? gift shop that takes up half the restaurant don't you think it'd be a better business model to seat people there and feed more i don't know man all i know is like they have something i drank when i was a little kid called dr enough have you ever heard of this no it was like it's a soda that supposedly had vitamins in it which you know has to be a lie (laughs) it has to be a lie because it's soda but as a kid, you could tell your parents, no, mom, it's, it, has, it has vitamins in it. It's okay, you know, and kick back about seven or eight of those. But uh, I used to drink that all the time when I was a kid. And they have them at Cracker Barrel of all the I places. Like, I like me some Cracker Barrel. They have some uh, old decor on the wall. I told one of my buddies that I was, like, in the market for uh, some snowshoes. I plan on taking a trip pretty soon where I'll need some snowshoes. And oh, I've wow. never worn them before, and I've been told it's a different experience. And when you're in your, you're in snow that deep, you pretty much have to pad down everything you're going to do, the trail where you're camping at, all that kind of stuff. And then after a while, you can walk just in your shoes. But they're like, man, Cracker Barrel, you need to swap those snowshoes off the wall. You just wear those because I don't know if y'all have a shop for snowshoes. That can get pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah, they're really expensive. Yeah. You just got to get some Canadian friends who'd be willing to like drop ship them to you real quick so you could borrow them and then send them back. I've seen Bear Grylls make some out of pine boughs. Yeah? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> well, no. There's, there's, no <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. I'm not that, I'm not that bushcrafty. What are you going to yeah. do? Well, hey, man, we got it is we're 56 minutes into this thing, and we want to make sure, Stephen, you got a chance to talk a little bit about your channel and uh how people can find you online and uh because we want people to subscribe if they're not subscribed to your channel we want to make sure they go ahead and get subscribed to that and uh also follow you on instagram and and all the good stuff so why don't you tell everybody yeah, how yeah. Find follow you. me on instagram because my instagram is so pathetic that i i keep thinking like i would really like to build up my instagram a little bit more so if you want to if you want to follow me on instagram i would really appreciate it but yeah, so just my life outdoors, pretty much on any social media platform that you can find. That's my uh, that's my tag. So watch, like, ring the bell, all that kind of stuff. I haven't said ring the bell. Do you guys do you guys say ring the bell in your videos? Like I don't know if I paid attention. You talk about ring the bell. I don't even know if I say subscribe anymore. To be honest with you, I probably should, but I never do. Oh yeah, yeah. I so do at I, the end. I'm I'm pretty much the worst YouTuber on the planet, though, and I admit that. <laughs> like I don't do anything you're supposed to do as a YouTuber. I, I could probably be doing way better on my channel if I would actually do what I'm supposed to do. So now you've also got a really cool website. I'm gonna throw that up there as well so people can check that out. 
mylifeoutdoors.com. I'm actually trying to give that a little bit more love lately because, so I did that for years. Like I've been blogging on that, but I'm actually, I'm a terrible writer and I'm a terrible speller. And so I'm much better talking and using video and stuff like that, as you might be able to tell. Um, but I blogged for like 10 years. And then finally, one of my friends was like, have you ever thought about making YouTube videos? I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I did. And so then I put all my effort into YouTube and I ignored the blog for a little while. So now I'm trying to go back and give it a little bit more love. Yeah, I tried really hard to do the blog thing and YouTube at the same time. And I just realized I'm not going to do it. I'm not good at it. I can't yeah. do both. I I had this plan. It was this glorious plan of how I was going to work both together. And when I did a video, I'd do the video. And then I would get in deeper on a blog to kind of explain stuff that I couldn't have time to talk about in the video. And then yeah. I just didn't do it. I was not good about it. So your your cha- your uh, website is really good. I was actually looking at it last week. And it's a, it's a great website. Well, well, thank you. But I, I am trying to um, build that up a little bit more because, it, I mean, there's like a whole group of people whole group of backpackers out there that are never going to watch a video they're always reading stuff and so there's a there's a group of people out there to be reached through through a blog yeah yeah for sure i tried it too i had the the same aspirations as john did that he was just des- describing and i actually if i do say so myself am a pretty good writer but i just hate to write so like just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should do it you know, yeah. I have a lot more fun doing the videos and I get to like, I, I don't know. I feel like you can get your personality out there and and just have fun and be creative with the yeah. videos. I really like the trip videos too. Like you said, they don't perform as well, but you have like so much creative freedom. You know, you can be much more creative in my opinion doing those than like the tips videos or gear review or, or anything like that. Yeah. But the blog, I mean, that is so difficult and a little bit tedious. So kudos to well, you. Keep putting out the good information. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know the people, people that don't have a YouTube channel probably don't realize just how much work goes into producing a video every single week. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it is a lot of work. And so when you're trying to do multiple things, when you're trying to do a video every week and you're trying to write something for a blog and you're trying to, you know, make some content for Instagram and stuff like that, like it, it's a lot of stuff to do so and and on top of it we all have full-time jobs so it's not like at least i'm not doing youtube as a full-time job you know i'm doing youtube as something i do on the side with the podcast on the side and my job and having two four-year-olds and all the fun things that go with that it's just trying to write a blog is just so far out in left field for me at this point man it's not even it's not even a consideration so um man appreciate having you on dude it's been great yeah. having you on here it really has and well, if you're down you. man we'd love to have you back on again yeah yeah i feel like next time next time though we should talk about backpacking instead of coke and peanut butter and coffee you, know, you <laughs> just sure. never know what you're going to talk about on this on this live stream i'm just going to be honest with you because you never know what these people in the comments are going to talk about either one thing you're guaranteed that we're going to talk about is a good poop talk at some point during the live stream <laughs> it's guaranteed but Thank you so much, Stephen. Hang out in the green room for a little bit, and we'll get with you in just a second. Okay. Uh, we're going to finish off things here, but we definitely want to talk to you a little bit more after this, so we'll just hang out for just a few minutes. All right. Sounds good. <clears throat> Jeremiah. I'm glad he got to join me in the hostage room. That was nice for an hour. In the hostage room? <laughs> 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 oh, man. The comments never fail. 
in this live stream ever. They uh, never we fail. A, we got a good a good group of supportive people that I really enjoy interacting with. I wish I could have more tonight, uh, but I'm on the phone, so the comments are a little bit harder for me to see. But I had a lot of fun, man. No, it was a blast. Uh, real quick, just if if you got. We love hearing from you guys, and if you got ideas of guests that we could have on the show, feel free to drop those to us at backpackingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, go over to backpackingpodcast.com where you can uh, be directed directly to the audio podcast, which is actually where more people go to hear us than even on this YouTube channel. And uh, we just love getting content out there to you guys. Uh, we are huge lovers of our audience. We think you guys are just phenomenal and what we do is worthless if you're not there. So thank you so much for being amazing, amazing people. And we're glad to be back doing live streams again. Yeah, we'll see everybody the Monday after <laughs> Valentine's Day. We got some big guests coming up, don't we? Oh, am yeah. I, am I, I wrong about that or am I right about that, man? Oh, no. We only have the biggest guests on this podcast. I mean, I mean, we're talking like we've got we've got some returns coming, don't we? Well, I can't check on my phone right now because well, I'm on it, but uh, I'm sure you're right. I, I know we got a guy named Dan Becker coming on in a couple weeks who's going to be back oh, on the show. We're excited to have true. him on here. And the week after that, we got a young man by the name of Sean Shug Emery coming back on the show. Uh, had so much fun having that guy on here last year, man. That might have been the most fun episode I've ever done. Was when we had Shug on here. <laughs> like right there, somebody even that. commented, "Get Shug again." Well, yeah, you're lucky, <laughs> Ruben. We are. He's back. Oh, who's who's Dan Becker? <laughs> <laughs> but we've definitely got some great guests that are going to be back on here again. Uh, there are going to be a lot more coming, and we can't wait for you guys to uh, to check those out uh, again. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Want a big thank you again to Outdoor Beards for being our sponsor for this tonight. Uh, thanks so much to everybody. You guys, for myself and Jeremiah Stringer, have a great one. We'll catch you on the next go-around. Adios, folks.